Welcome, everybody, to the AJ Osborne Show, where we focus on our core tenets, impact, freedom, and progress. Join me and others as we grow through education and discussion. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the AJ Osborne Podcast. And today is going to be a little different podcast than usual, as I'm sure you assumed by the title. Um, but I, I, you know, it's something I, I don't talk about a lot. Um, and uh, the last four years have been very interesting point in my life. But um, I, I wanted to talk about this subject. And I wanted to talk about why um, I believe and I really do. I honestly believe that becoming paralyzed was the probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Now, I need to preface this before I go into it. I can now walk, right? Um, I have gotten better than we would have imagined. Um, A lot of people that become paralyzed are due to, I don't know that I'd say more severe, but irreversible damage. They snap their spinal cord. They do things like that, right? Um, Mine had to do with the myelon sheaths that cover the nerves. Um, I had a variant of Guillain-Barre that my white blood cells attacked my central nervous system and separated basically it from the brain. I could not pass signals, and they destroyed these sheaths that are called the myelon sheaths. Now, my variant was the most severe variant that there was, and I was a very severe case. Most people that get Guillain-Barre, lots of them don't even go to the hospital, right? Some people don't even know that they had it. Um, This was only discovered. um, It was discovered a while ago, but it only took hold and really gained traction in the 80s, right? Um, And then they started identifying, no, there's actually something different going on with this this person. It's not polio. Um, They thought it was polio. Uh, for a long time before, um, and they didn't quite understand what was happening. Um, so they misdiagnosed it. Uh, a gentleman by the name of, um, well, Guillaume Um he was a French. He had actually documented it, I think, in the early 90s, and he was the first one to actually do so. So he, he got his name, name stick. Now, my variant that I had um, was a... a, a, a total paralysis, meaning I, I became a, a quadriplegic. I was hooked to tubes on life support. Um, I could do nothing, uh, speak, eat, nothing. I, uh, people bathed me. They, yeah, nothing. I couldn't go to the bathroom. There's nothing that I could do for myself. I was trapped in my, in my head. And, um, that went on for, uh, a few months, but after the two month mark, we hit a point that was very pivotal in my recovery. And it was a point where people that have severe uh, conditions of Guillain-Barre, like I had, uh, after that point, every day that goes by, the odds of you ever doing anything like walking or anything else like that start really crashing and, and, and falling dramatically. And mine was so severe that they didn't know what, what, what would happen, 
right? And there was no answers. I couldn't speak. I communicated through blinking, different things like that. Um, but two weeks after that point, um, I showed signs in compression in my chest that showed that I may have strength once again to breathe. Um, that was the first sign of hope um, that we'd had that said he may not last in this state. I was at a LTAC, a long-term care facility, because nobody knew what was going to happen with me, whether I'd get out of the hospital or not. So I was sent somewhere that could take care of me indefinitely. Um, from that point on, after I showed signs of coming back, I slowly learned how to use my hands and my arms and um, went to rehab from there. And then I went home and I was placed at home paralyzed in bed. So now the reasons why I say that this is the best thing that's ever happened to me, a lot of people may say, well, now you've recovered a lot. Um, so, you know, it's easy to say it back here, but actually the reason I'm saying that is, is cause th the last month or so has been a hard one for me. And, uh, it's, it's not something I, once again, I don't really talk openly about it and things and, and I probably should more. Um, but over the last, uh, four weeks, they've had to up medication for me. Um, and the doctors basically said, you really need to come to the realization that you're not going to get better. Um, you're done. And, um, we need to be grateful that we've even achieved this much, which I, I am. I'm not, I don't, when, when we say we got better, it's really hard for people to understand what, how happy that actually makes me. We're not doing today is not actually how I viewed I'd be living my life. Um, we for a long time thought that it would be done in a, um, wheelchair, or with leg braces of some kind. I was actually told I would never get out of leg braces or need assistance walking. Um, and I stopped using medical services when that happened um, because I was like, well, if you don't believe in me, I'm not going to keep coming here. Um, but I did. I got out of my leg braces and uh, um, I kept walking. Now, one of the problems is with what, what I've had. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry if I'm going too dead. I got to preface this, though, so people understand. Um, my body was in severe pain. Every one of my nerves had been demolished. Uh, the pain is indescribable. Um, I was on every single painkiller known to man. Um, and one time as I was sitting there, I would basically just sit as I was on tubes and shake my head and scream in my head until I'd pass out. And that's how I would uh, get rest because uh, I couldn't sleep because of the pain. And my wife, confused by the doctors, was saying, why don't you put him on more pain medications? And they looked at her and said, with the pain medications that he's on now, if we put you on him, it would kill you. Um, I was on fentanyl, methadone. I was on... Um, oxy. I was on um, endless. It was just every single medicine known. So this is a problem that persists with Guillain-Barre. My, my nerves haven't fully recovered and healed. So the pain persists. It's nowhere near what it was, but I have to take major prescriptions of methadone and other types of drugs to try to keep it down so I can function day to day. Um, I can't yet run. I don't have good control over my lower limbs. And the last four, um, you know, four or five weeks, uh, I've been used to slowly progressing. And um, this year that plateaued. And um, uh, I think, you know what, if I'm, if I'm being really honest with you all, which is uh, probably easier to be because I'm here by myself talking to a microphone, um, 
but it, it probably took a little more of a mental toll on me than I realized. Um, I think I'm, I, I think I've done very well through the whole thing. Um, I had to deal with all sorts of people. Uh, they're obviously worried after you go something like that, that you're going to harm yourself or others. I never had any issues with that. Um, but I think one of the reasons was, is I'm an eternal optimist. And so it didn't matter if they told me I was never leaving my leg braces, if I was never going to do anything done, I just would ignore it. And I just refused to and thought I'd do it on my own. Um, and this year, um, I've had basically zero improvement. In fact, we went backwards. Um, and, uh, uh I, I think that was hard for me from the stance of that when conditions like mine, there's a clock and, uh, it tends to be after a certain point, they just can't do anything. So having the doctors having to get back up on medicines, everything else like that. Then from there, we went on uh, it was holidays, everything. I also uh, have fatigue. And once again, I apologize if this is just TMI for you guys, but I really want you guys to have context to what I'm going to talk about here because it's I think it's important. Um, the fatigue that I had uh, have is not like people say fatigue or they get tired. It's not the same thing. It's... Um, my body stops functioning. It doesn't really matter where or, or when, when the fatigue hits, I slowly shut down. Um, because of that, I, uh, it, to me, fatigue is a sign of weakness. And so I power through. I drink way too many energy drinks um, and I do not let myself stop. And when I was going through that, that resulted in me becoming very ill, massive high temperatures. Um, and then to start off the, this final week, I, I was headed into a hot tub and I fell down a bunch of stairs. Uh, the stairs leading up to the hot tub landed on the cement, um, jacked some stuff up. Um, and it was those things never bothered me. But it, for some reason, it was absolutely killing me um, because they said, you know, you're never going to get better. This is this is it. It's over. Higher medications. Um, and you know, it's one of those times that you feel that you're just so overcome with all the things that you are not. And, um, that's tough. And I, you know, I gained 20 pounds and I didn't even realize it was happening to me. <laughs> it was like, and, you know, I'm just like, what's going on? Um, and I all of a sudden started having, um, very negative thoughts, on just uh, about myself and situation in life. Like, you know, man, you're just not, you know, what are you doing? And you're, you're just not who you are, who you should be, who you could be, on and on and on. And I, I say this because I know we all go through this, right? I, I know that this happens. Um, that created limiting doubts inside myself. Then I started hating everything from content that I'm making to why would anybody ever want to hear from me? All of a sudden, I'm like, it, is it even fair where I'm at? It, it's just weird, right? And it takes you down this spiral staircase. And then I have to bring myself back and I have to remember um, being paralyzed was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I, this is where we're going to get into why. Now you understand the situation fully. That's probably more than I've talked about um, before and a little more context, everything with it. Um, you know, it, it's hard when you're a father of four and your kids want to play, but you just can't do things with them and everything. So you start doubting everything around you. But the big reason why is I think it made me gain a massive amount of perception. And to be honest, until this point, which is another reason why I was very concerned this month, I virtually not cared what other people thought. Um, 
you know, you have to remember, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be too graphic here, but I, I couldn't go to the bathroom. So I laid in bed, went to the bathroom. People would just come bring towels and wipe me off in my bed. Um, I laid there naked in bed, hooked to tubes. There, there was no dignity, right? It was, it was, you're dead. We're just keeping you alive here. Um, I couldn't talk. Uh, and when I came out of that, I think there's a couple things that I just didn't care about anymore. One of them was what people thought of me. Um, another one was little things didn't bother me anymore. Um, I, you know, I became obsessed, uh, with my kids, which I always was obsessed with my kids, but it it just like, it, it just changes things. Right. Um, my relationships, all that got stronger. And I find it interesting now, as I'm talking to you guys that let's take it two years ago in a wheelchair being taken care of by my brother who moved in with me um, and my wife. And I was starting to make more content going on podcasts, everything like that. And I didn't care what people thought of me at the time. Now that I'm doing much better, um, arguably not arguably, I've, I've been more successful in business, things like that. All of a sudden I started caring. Um, and that's why I'm making this podcast today. I don't like that change because when I say being paralyzed, the best thing that ever happened to me, my relationship strength, my beliefs strength, strengthened me being comfortable and empowered with who I was, even with all my faults, right? Um, that was strengthened, that, that was gained. And then other things happened. I was much more perceptive to other people's suffering. Um, I was much more in tuned with um, what needed to be done. Um, and I was much more in tuned with how to get there, which is, and I think that comes down to that elimination of pride um, and that tearing down false beliefs and different things like that. Um, and it, it was uh, in the worst situation, I was in the best possible situation mindset everything which which i know that's it's really hard to explain but the perspective was overwhelming my gratitude was overwhelming every little thing that happened to me was just so amazing i you know i could drink water i could eat i could get up in my wheelchair and my wheelchair would allow me to go around the hospital and i'm so happy to go around the hospital in my little wheelchair as much as i could i'd lost all my muscles so i was really weak but i'd go around and i just wanted to talk to people see because i could get out of my bed um and you know as i look back on that and as i find times when now they're like oh your progression may be ending and all of a sudden all these limiting beliefs and this me feeling sorry for myself everything come in i'm like oh no I'm losing what was the greatest gift that had been given to me. And um, this podcast is probably more for me than it is for you guys. Uh, But it uh, scared me. And uh, it scared me that all of a sudden I was going to fall into trapments that I used to be in and uh, um, worry about that kind of stuff. Uh, And I'm like, I got to stop that. I got to stop this head on. I've got to live life to the fullest every day. Um, one of the biggest things that happened to me is because I didn't care what other people thought and I was more confident in my decisions moving forward and I made bigger decisions. I made bigger goals and I set bigger things and I was so excited to do them. Uh, the reason being was time was limited and I didn't know what my life would look like. And I probably overcompensated in ways 
towards goals and business that I'd lost, but also what I was really doing is focusing in on the opportunities that I had. And I was so grateful for them that I took hold of them and I wanted to make the most out of them and I wanted to do it now. The urgency was overwhelming. Do it now, tomorrow might not be here. Um, do it now while you have the chance. Somebody doesn't like you, somebody thinks you're stupid, somebody discredits you or whatever, who cares? It, like they just don't matter. Um, and that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, I think it was with my children, my family, things that are important to me in relationships, my work, it transformed my business. Um, I started because I was not so dependent on myself, my own abilities that made me um, weak, that pride before. And you, you have to remember the context when I was coming from a sales role, my dad and me were salesmen. We had become rich on selling insurance policies to, you know, corporations, things like that. And um, that industry had really, I think, kind of beat into me that you're only as good as what you do. And you're only, uh, it's only you, right? So I had to sell. I had to go accomplish things. And if I didn't do it, it didn't happen. Now, the good thing about that industry and why I loved that, and that was a great place to start, is it, it, it poured a ton of responsibility on me. If something was happening, I was the only one to blame, which I still do and I still love. But the weakness it brought on to me is it was, you're the only one to do it, which is not true in business. And it's not true to build true wealth. And I talk about this a lot when I talk about being rich versus being wealthy, right? Wealthy people, it's not solely dependent on them because if it was, they could lose it and they understand that. And for me, um, I understood that to a point I had some side assets and things going on, but the, the company could never grow, would never become its fullest potential, never do anything that I really wanted to do to accomplish big things. Unless I really turned to others, relied on others, had others help me build my business in a way that I hadn't before. And when I got out of the hospital or a company, um, grew, uh, I think it was this year, I've almost doubled our company alone. And it was very simple changes that had to do with pride, had to do with how I thought of things and, and where I thought things should be. So the mind shift, my business exploded, my relationship with my families, you know, it's awesome. My kids, we, all of that, all of that has just happened. And all of that has blessed my life and benefited it severely. Just amazing that it's made all the things that I deal with on a daily basis, seems small in comparison. Um, the medications, the fatigue, the not being able to walk right, not being able to run. Well, I can still go out and play football with my boys. I can throw, throw them around in my girl and I can just throw the ball and toss it. We can have fun. I'm still with them. I'm still doing anything. And this is amazing. It's great. And I don't need to be able to do everything to be the top, the best dad, the best husband, the best business owner and everything. And I, I think the last month I really forgot it, that, that lesson. And um, that was bad. It was really bad because there's no reason to go through all that suffering and pain unless you can come out of it better. And it, that's really, I think, the difference in people that really succeed and not is they utilize their pain, their suffering, their losses, those negative voices in your head that scream so loud, they haven't gone away. And they were louder in the last month than they've ever been. And um, 
it's important that I think I acknowledge them and I take it on, but they, they got to go away. Um, I got to be able to tell them to shut up. Right. And once you're moving forward on that, once you have the ability to do that, you're basically taking out your self-imposed barriers and you're leading the way. And the last month, all of a sudden I was throwing barriers back in my way. And I'm like, what the heck? This is like self-destructive behavior, all because of internal thoughts. And I also remembered this is what you used to do. Everyone, because we all do it, right? And most of us just don't even realize that we do it. So this perspective and this realization of what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, um, it, it being paralyzed changed all of that for me. It's the reason why I do this podcast. It's the reason why we do content, which is built for meaningful relationships, for meaningful um, travel, business deal, family, everything that has just completely changed the way that we do things. And I hope that you guys can learn from that. I hope that you guys can take that to realize that the things that were holding me back were, were me. It wasn't anything outside it. And I realized that only once everything was taken away. And after everything was taken away, um, then I became free. And after that freedom came in, in the last month, I realized I was putting back on my own constraints my own chains that held me down. Nobody was doing it. It was me. And it freaked me out, to be totally honest. And it worried me that I would become the old me with physical limitations and even worse. And so I you know, had to remind myself and remind that the best thing that ever happened was the unshackling, I think, more of the mind once I lost my body. And... Now that I've gained my body, my mind is trying to shackle me back down, and I can't let that happen. Um, now, the next thing I want to talk about associated with this and aligned with this is that when I say things like this, a lot of people think two things. They think fake it till you make it or, you know, just be overly optimistic. And when I say I'm the most optimistic person, you know, out there, I really am, but I'm not blindly op optimistic. I am always looking for downsides, negatives, because I've felt them, they're real, and consequences are serious. And they are very, very real. Being optimistic does not mean that you do not look at, analyze shortcomings, your own faults, your own weaknesses. There is not a person on this earth that is harder on me than I am myself. Um, it's brutal how hard I am on myself. And when I look at those things, this is an important piece that if there are things that I can change, I need to do it, I need to do it. If there are things that I can't or outside my circumstance, I need to let them go. But being optimistic in the way that I'm optimistic because I will, front, I will face those challenges head on. I will take those challenges on myself and I will deal with them. It doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to be right and I can fail. That's optimism. It's not that it won't fail. It's not that it won't happen. It's not that we're just going to all become millionaires. It's not anything like that. No, it's that it's possible. And there's going to be bad things and I confront all of the realities with the situation along the path. But then I also do something about it, right? I actually work towards it. And that's where the optimism comes. It's that I can, I, I know things are going to be bad. I know I'm not perfect. I can tackle these things. I'm not alone. And I can get through anything that comes our way. And I'm expecting bad things to happen. Um, 
This is a game that you have to play with yourself. You have to train yourself because it is not our normal state of being. It is absolutely not. The normal state of being is where I have been in the last month in negative thoughts. And why are you doing this? There's other people that are smarter than you. You know, maybe you're not as good as you thought on and on and on, right? Other people saying, hey, whatever it may be, anybody in your life, family, whatever it may be, trying to drag you down or, or knock down. It's about confronting these things and verifying and validating um, and living with them, not excluding, not ignoring Um, But working with them and making the bad a part of you, just like the good is. Um, And once again, this balancing act, this tug of war is something that we all have to play with and you got to keep it in check. So if anything, everybody, this is my checkup on you because I had to have a real checkup on myself. And that happened this morning when I was laying on the ground on pavement as my legs had given out underneath me and I fell down the stairs and it's 20 degrees outside and my youngest son looking at me wondering why we're not going to the hot tub as I, as I just fell down the stairs um, and thinking to myself, man, you know, I am so weak, right? It's just one of those moments. And um, it was also a moment that catch yourself, stop, Stop this thinking. Let's turn this around. Be conscientious about it. Let's keep moving. Keep accomplishing great things, building meaningful relationships. Um, So I hope that if anything, guys, I'm catching you right now and you can be okay with your flaws. They don't define you, but they also make up who you are and understand the flaws that you can improve and work on and the ones that may be inherent, that may be other things, but you can accept them and put in things to control those flaws. And you can find other people to help you in all aspects to get to your desired uh, goal. And the fact that you have flaws, the fact that there are problems, that's not who you are, but it is part of your journey and your tools, your recs, and you got to work with them to get where they are. So accept them, bring them in and make them a part of your journey. Um, Anyways, everybody, I hope that helps you. I hope that makes sense when I say, I think that becoming paralyzed was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and I mean it and I, I really do mean it. And it's hard to under explain to people, um, why that is. Uh, but I hope that you guys can do the same with your challenges, get out there, kill it, have a great one. Thanks everybody. 